Enjoying some rare sunshine this evening, but it won't last long. Holiday weekend rain in first warning weather. We want to bury the song. We want to place it in a museum where it belongs. It is the song that fires up Texas Longhorns and their fans. Why there is another call today to change a song critics say is racially offensive. And the latest strategy to address the record number of migrants crossing into the Texas border, what both Mexico and the U.S. say needs to be done. Well, millions of eyes will be on TV screens New Year's Day to watch the Sugar Bowl, where the Texas Longhorns will face off against the Washington Huskies. And now some black leaders are taking the opportunity to once again call on the university to stop playing the University of Texas alma mater, the Eyes of Texas, which they say is racially offensive and should not be given a national spotlight. Sam Stark is live on the drag for us today where the song can be heard playing alongside some flashing Christmas lights this holiday season, Sam. Yeah, that's right. So two groups are highlighting once again that the Eyes of Texas premiered at a minstrel event. That's the type of performance where white men would dress in blackface to mock black people. So these two groups are asking the University of Texas ahead of the big game on January 1st to not play the song, to send a message to a national audience that they don't support a song with such a dark history. A song that has been associated with the university for over a century. But some black leaders, students, and alumni think it's time for a new tradition. We want to bury the song, and we want to place it in a museum where it belongs so it can be a teachable moment for students about you know, how things used to be, but not how they are now. So the joint statement sent Tuesday from the Texas chapter of the NAACP and the Texas Legislative Black Caucus follows a federal complaint filed in 2021, which alleged UT Austin is creating a hostile environment for black students by playing the song. The NAACP said that complaint is still open. Can't celebrate diversity and culture and then continue to have these students uh, stand uh, for, for this song. So we, we're standing with the students. We're standing on the right side of history. Following the federal complaint, UT released a report on the song conducted by a 24-member committee, which concluded the intent of the eyes of Texas was not overtly racist. In that same report, however, they did acknowledge the alma mater was likely debuted in a setting that was racist. Um, a two-time alum of the University of Texas. I've always been a big supporter of the university and want to see it do well. But if the university wants to do what it always said it wanted to do, to be known as a, a, a first-class academic institution respected around the world, you cannot have a racist fight zone. Sam Stark, KXAN News. Now, we did reach out to the University of Texas for their response, but the school is on winter break right now, so they have not been able to get back to us. Our soggy weather means some people might have to change their plans for the Trail of Lights tonight. So you can see here where that muddy ground is. So the Zilker Tree parking area at the Polo Field is where people were supposed to be able to park, but it's too wet to let people park there. So Trail of Light organizers, they're asking people to find other ways to get there, including shuttles or other parking garages. Of course, you can explore all of those options on our website at KXAN.com. And David, it is nice to see the sun but some rain, is that still in our forecast? It sure is. Actually, the heaviest and most widespread rain of this event is still to come. We have seen a bit of clearing, though, this afternoon. As Jen was saying, that rain, though, earlier and over the past couple of days, just too much for the fields near Zilker. Look at this clearing, though. After a foggy start with quarter-mile visibility at the airport on a busy day, mind you, this morning, everything
everything has cleared out. Just an isolated shower down near Giddings. Otherwise, we're enjoying the sun. A few puffy clouds there east of downtown on the Lorenz and Lorenz 360 camp. Thanks to the drier weather and the sunshine today, temperatures right now 5 to 10, 11 degrees warmer than 24 hours ago. That translates to a really nice Friday evening to go grab dinner on a patio or to go to the trail. 68 right now in Austin, 70 in much of the hill country. Coming up, we're tracking another round of fog tonight that could disrupt your road trip in the morning. The timing of the weekend storms and a cooler and sunnier stretch of weather. David, thank you so much. The Biden administration is going to send some officials to Mexico to negotiate a border deal. And it comes amid a surge of migrants. Squad Venegas reports now from Eagle Pass, Texas. Groups of migrants continue arriving at the U.S.-Mexico border today, but we have seen smaller groups and also this field in Eagle Pass. Now with smaller crowds, Customs and Border Protection has been working as fast as possible to process the migrants. At one point, this field had thousands of them waiting. We also have new numbers released. Earlier this week, we learned that Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday broke new records with 12,000 migrants crossing daily at the southern border. We now have the numbers for Thursday at 11,000. So that is a small dip in numbers of the number of migrants that are crossing from Mexico into the United States. Now this as President Biden and Andres Manuel Lopez Obrador, the president of Mexico, announced they had a phone call where both presidents agreed that uh, policies need to change. They agreed that both countries need to uh, change a few things in the way they're handling uh, this border crisis. So after after this, we learned that DHS Secretary Mayorkas and Secretary of State Blinken will be visiting Mexico. This morning, Mexican president said that meeting is set to take place December 27th so they can agree on what will be done to slow the flow of migrants arriving here at the border. Earlier today, we did see those crowds diminish with the latest report indicating that we had 11,000 of them cross the border on Thursday. Back to you. Back here at home, let's get a real-time update on our traffic conditions on I-35 near 12th Street from our Austonian cam. And you can see that traffic isn't too bad. People are leaving work and they're headed home for the holidays. AAA Texas says 9 million Texans will be traveling for the Christmas season, most of them on the road. Now, travelers will be headed to the airport as well. So this is a live look at traffic on 71 near the Presidential Boulevard exit leading up to Austin's airport. And you can see things are moving fairly smoothly in that area as well. As flight times, we'll take a look at those now. Those current conditions show just some delays, but no cancellations out of Austin's airport. And besides getting to the airport early, the TSA has another reminder that could really help you and others get through the checkpoints a bit faster. NBC's Kathy Park has more from Hartsfield-Jackson International Airport in Atlanta. We are just days away from Christmas and the New Year, but as you can see, the holiday travel rush is officially on. We are here in Atlanta at Hartsville-Jackson International Airport, and so far, so good. We have definitely seen the traffic picking up here, but they've been managing the crowds pretty well. We are told that they anticipate roughly 90,000 passengers to travel through the airport today. And nationwide, throughout this holiday season, that number is going to be close to 7 million Americans who will be flying and then 100 million Americans who will be driving to their destination. Now, according to the TSA, they plan on screening roughly 2.5 
million people from here on out every day through January 2nd. So with that in mind, a couple things to note. If you do plan on flying over the next couple of days, remember to arrive at the airport early, at least two hours for those domestic flights. Also, not a bad idea to download your airline app in case there are some changes that need to be made. You can do that right on your phone. Also, remember to have a backup plan because you just don't know exactly what might happen when those delays start to creep in. And then lastly, um, a lot of folks are traveling with holiday presents. TSA is encouraging people to keep those gifts unwrapped because there is a good chance a security agent might have to unwrap those gifts to make sure that those gifts are safe and secure. Reporting from Atlanta, Kathy Park, NBC News. On the roads, wildlife and drivers don't mix. The new federal push to save the lives of people as well as animals. And supporting Austin artists at an Austin holiday tradition, bringing you inside the Armadillo Christmas Bazaar's final hours for the season. Time is running out to buy all of your Christmas presents, and you only have until tomorrow to shop at the Armadillo Christmas Bazaar. KXA and photojournalist Ed Zavala takes us inside the Austin holiday tradition. It just feels like Austin in here, it really does. It is definitely a tradition. People come every year with their whole family, and they all like separate and everybody goes and shops for everybody else a present. It's so much fun. Here they turn the house lights down and it's just each individual booth that's lit up and it's just so much more relaxing. You have the live music, you have a bar. This one's definitely, it, it's got a great vibe. It kind of gives it like a Christmas village feel. The crowd is nice and fun. Shows like this, you know, help keep Austin's art scene alive. You know, we're all full-time working artists, and everybody talks about uh, the cool art vibe in Austin, and the only way we get to keep that is if we support local artists. Uh, it's great. People come from all over. Even a lot of the vendors are from out of state. I'd say it's probably about 50-50 local and out of town. It's been such a great, long-running tradition. I just keep coming back because just the vibe, the atmosphere. There's really something for everybody here. Lots of cool stuff here, and it's not just like one type of art. The armadillo is family. I, lo I like that cactus picture mm -hmm. in the background. I want that one. <laughs> Coming up, a Texas road closed for a decade to protect the ocelot population. Why it's finally about to reopen. Some damp weather continued this morning, but official rain totals so far in the city, less than a tenth of an inch today, and even lower, two hundredths of an inch at the airport. But don't worry, we've got plenty more coming in your weekend forecast next. Texas is getting some federal money to protect drivers from wildlife. Those crashes kill 200 people a year nationally. The nearly $2 million grant will build underpasses at the Laguna Atascosa National Wildlife Refuge. A road there has been closed since 2013 because of the crashes involving oslets. And it will allow to, uh, this will allow it to reopen, I should say. Hannah Brandt takes a closer look at the new grant program.
Each year in the U.S., there are more than a million crashes involving wildlife, with deadly consequences for both animals and people. We have an opportunity to do something about it. The Transportation Department just announced it's giving $110 million in grants to 19 wildlife crossing projects across the country. The program is the first of its kind, and Secretary Pete Buttigieg says it will save lives and boost conservation efforts. It's the right thing to do for conservation and for habitats and wildlife, but it's also the right thing to do for uh, drivers and, and their kids. Experts say as the amount of daily traffic in the U.S. grows at busy spots like these, the danger of animal-related crashes is growing too. The need for this funding and the need to be able to do these projects in many states across our country is, is at an all-time high. Jeremy Romero with the National Wildlife Federation says some of the money will go towards mapping out areas where these crashes commonly occur, and some of it will go towards construction of wildlife overpasses, underpasses, or fences. No two projects are essentially the same. He says these projects can be complex and expensive, but he argues so is not addressing the problem. Some figures out there have it over $8 billion, the costs associated with wildlife vehicle collisions. And leaders say this money will be put to good use. Some of these projects have success rates upwards of 90% in reducing wildlife vehicle collisions. So that's, that's, that's really amazing. This is just the first round of grants. The program is set to give out more funding over the next few years for other projects. In Washington, I'm Hannah Brandt. Well, the Denver Zoo had a problem. It didn't know for sure who fathered their orangutan. I can't get through this one without smiling. <laughs> and they could only think of one person to call to figure out the When it comes to the orangutan, four-month-old Siska, Barani, you are the father. <laughs> you are the father. That's the, I can't even. That is just ringing bells here. Not, not personally, just from past, from past experiences watching the show. Well, former daytime TV talk show host Maury Povich, of course, helped reveal the DNA results for four-month-old Siska. Sumatran orangutans are listed as critically endangered. They are adorable, of course, but that is just too oh funny. Oh, my goodness. Glad they figured it out. I know. He probably got a sizable paycheck to oh, just I'm sure. do that. Yeah. I'm sure. That's right. his job. That's he his is job. the yeah. deliverer of the news. What's missing is the security guard and everybody fighting afterwards. Yes. Remember those? Don't fight the animals, though. No, no, you want of them not. to be. The other results. Exactly. Let's get to your forecast. It's clearing out there today for a change. We had days of damp, cloudy weather, so nice to see a little sunshine this evening. Sun is about to set, though. Current temperature 68 degrees, warmer because of the drier weather late today. The pollen count is easy as well. Cedar out there, but in low concentrations and actually trending even lower than yesterday. We had some fog, some damp weather to start the day. Most of that has broken up. This is just a little break in the wet weather, though, with the worst of it, or maybe the best of it, for our ongoing drought still to come. This storm system, which has been stalled for 36 hours west of California, now getting a kick our way. Flood watches are still in effect for a big chunk of Southern California, including Los Angeles. And this storm, which you can see starting to make progress our way, is bringing a lot of moisture and a lot of energy toward Texas. The first thing that we'll contend with is another round of disruptive, widespread, and thick fog in the morning. Visibility this evening unobstructed. You can see more than 12 miles down the road. But look at this. By midnight tonight, low clouds start to develop and light fog becomes pretty widespread. 
overnight and into the morning hours. Check this out. Here's sunrise, which you are not going to see. Visibility is almost everywhere, especially from the metro eastward, a half mile or less. This is important if you're driving somewhere else in the state for Christmas weekend. Uh, this may actually delay you a bit on the roads. Use your low beam headlights. In terms of uh, waiting out the fog, it's going to take a while, like today, maybe even longer. 9 a.m., still dense fog everywhere from the metro eastward. 10.30 a.m., still working our way out of the fog in some parts of Austin and Bastrop County. By noon, the fog will dissipate, but then the rain comes a bit later in the day. As far as rain, focusing on the clouds and radar forecast now, just a few isolated showers in our eastern counties this evening. Nice weather, though, from Austin through the hill country, if you want to go check out the walkway of lights in Marble Falls. Here comes the fog and some low clouds, though, by morning. In terms of rain, though, it will be damp from the fog and the moisture in the air, but only a few isolated showers for much of the day tomorrow. It's not until tomorrow evening when the storm approaches, lift enhances, and big uh, shields of moderate to even some heavy downpours start to develop. This could impact the final night of the Trail of Lights, no doubt, tomorrow evening, and your dinner plans after that first wave maybe departs. A second round of rain likely overnight Saturday into Sunday morning. This one, uh, you see how there's a broken line of storms? A couple of these may actually be strong to severe. I'm not going to show you the severe weather risk map because we're not officially included in it right now, but something to watch. Grab the KXAN weather app. We'll keep you advised through the weekend, even if you're on the go. Most of us, though, kind of sleep through these storms. Sunday morning, they're clearing out to the east. What follows is a sunnier Christmas Eve afternoon, but also a dry cold front passage during the late day. This is going to swing winds around and drop temperatures nicely for Santa's flight. Additional rainfall totals, one to one and a half inches in many areas. Looking pretty good as far as your Christmas Eve plans, unaffected by rain. By then, the cold front has moved through. So as you're getting to bed Christmas Eve, we're in the 50s with brisk, windy weather. Christmas Day looks wonderful, and you can try out that new Christmas jacket, 57, with gusty winds and partly cloudy skies. In the meantime, our overnight lows are warmer than the high on Christmas Day, 60 with dense fog tonight. Dense fog in the morning, rain late in the day tomorrow with a high temperature up to 69. After that, brisk, windy weather early next week and a nice, seasonably cool week for Christmas. All right, David, thank you. The new steps in the legal battle over this 90s iconic album art. An appeals court has ruled that Nirvana can be sued for child porn over its iconic Nevermind album cover. Now, the cover depicted a naked baby in a pool reaching for a dollar bill. The photographer behind the cover photo is from Austin. So this week, the court said the band's re-release of the album in 2021 for its 30th anniversary meant that Spencer Eldon, the boy that you see on the cover, could claim personal injury within the 10 years prior to filing his complaint. Eldon initially sued the band in 2021, but Nirvana's attorneys filed a motion to dis dismiss it. And according to the court documents, whether the album cover constitutes child pornography was not an issue in the appeal. Some Central Texas families secured their holiday meal this morning thanks to El Buen Samaritano, which held its Pozadas El Buen event today. Now, volunteers handed out 500 meal kits, and you can check it out here in these purple and blue bags. There was frozen turkey and other side dishes like green beans, potatoes, and mac and cheese. And it's about more than just the food. It's also meant to help them connect with other services that could help them, like financial or educational programs. I think it shows you the the power of what community looks like. This is what community looks like. Um, 
people coming together in in the the spirit of service. You can find out how to help the organization or sign up to access their programs online with this story at KXAN.com. Coming up at 7, Dolly Parton's Christmas of Many Colors, followed by Dateline at 9 and KXAN News at 10. Or you can join us an hour earlier for KXAN News at 9 o'clock on the CW Austin. Here's where to find us.